Hey everybody, welcome back to our 19th episode of Flickr Flop, featured film reviews with your co-hosts, Jeremy Kibler and Alex Maynard. We're excited to come back at you again, yet again, another week in we're, quarantine. We're still here. Yeah, I don't know. We ever get into the yellow phase? I don't know, but uh, it's Memorial Day weekend, so... That should be fun. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Just feels like another weekend. <laughs> I sported my um, Americana t-shirt mm-hmm. yesterday. Running I'm, all, I'm always sporting my Americana. Yeah, you're always doing like red, white, and blue. I don't yeah. know. It's not intentional, but... Yeah, today it's I like a navy do. and a salmon. Mm-hmm. We'll say it's red and blue. Right. We'll go with that. So if you caught us on Instagram, if you guys follow us on Instagram, um, we said that this was our 20th episode. Yeah, Whoops. We, we, we're moving ahead. But, we're um, jumping ahead. Yeah, too fast. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so this is only the 19th. I shouldn't say only the 19th. That's quite but, a um, feat. Yeah, it is. At um, least one a week. Right. It's like 30 minutes out of the day. Um, so what do you want to start with? The Lovebirds? Yeah, so this week we have three um, three movies we're going to talk about. The Lovebirds, uh, Body Cam, and... Inheritance. Inheritance. I think we'll end with Body Cam, since you saw Body Cam. Okay, so we'll do like a little sandwich? Yeah, okay. exactly. So we'll, we'll talk Inheritance about The Lovebirds, which right. I had the audio version. Right. <laughs> and you're fine with that. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> so, The Lovebirds. This was originally scheduled to go to theaters, uh, distributed by Paramount, but then... You know, due to the delay of everything, it went Theaters? To what are they? Yeah, what, what is that again? That's cool um, that Netflix picked it up, though. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think this is like an ideal Netflix movie, and I'll get into why. Okay. But first, I'll tell you what it's about. So, it stars um, Issa Rae and Kumail Nanjani. <laughs> they play a couple, Leoni and Gibran. They fall hard for each other after a hookup and then four years later they're living together in a um, New Orleans apartment and clearly the honeymoon phase is over because they're arguing about anything and everything and um, on their way to a friend's dinner party they get into another argument and Gibran hits a bike messenger with the car but the bicyclist gets up and you know pedals away and then a corrupt cop jumps in the driver's seat and chases down the bicyclist before running him over and over and over. <laughs> so Leoni and Gibran realize that they are in the midst of this, you know, murder plot, blackmail plot. Yeah, they, they think they, they can't go to the police because, you know... They're um, corrupt. Well and, well, and because... They're they minorities, over... too. Oh, right, they right, think right. that, you know, the cops aren't going to believe us. So, and there are witnesses, these hipster witnesses. So, I I wanted to like this more than I did. Um, I think it's funny here and there, um, you know, because of these two. Because of these two, I wanted to like it more. Mm-hmm. And yet, because of them, I think they do elevate the material and they make it you know, fun enough, enjoyable enough to watch. But yeah, they completely carry this thing. They're Um, funny. Yeah, they are funny. They have a nice chemistry together. I did believe them as this bickering couple, you know, without them coming off annoying, even though a lot of the supporting characters that are in this murder plot do find them annoying. 
But um, no, they're they're very likable, you know, appealing people. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's if if you're looking for an excuse to watch two appealing people, it's. I feel like we've seen this played out so many times. Yeah. Um, I said in my review, it did remind me of the Steve Carell, Tina Fey vehicle date night where they play mm-hmm. this like, you know, unhappy couple and they go out, you know, to dinner and then they get caught in this like murder hijinks action plot. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like a remake of that, but with a minority couple. Yeah. Yeah. They're a cute, like geeky, nerdy mm-hmm. bunch. Um yeah, I mean, yeah, there's definitely nothing original here. I mean, it's Why does that, it remind me of like, Superbad? It reminds me of, like, Superbad I mean, or what's, what's that, that other that one? It's a better movie. Gosh. It's like a um, one one crazy night sort of scenario. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this does play, take place in one night, and, you know, through it all, they their relationship will strengthen. And I, I hate to it. be that person who's like, how many times are we going to see the same thing, like, played out? Like, why can't you give me something original? I mean, at this point, everything has been done. Let's, I mean, right. let's be it's real. Just, it's just how they go about it. Right. So this was directed by Michael Showalter. Um, he did, I think he had something to do with, like, the Wet Hot American Summer movie and TV show, if you've ever heard of that. And he also um, directed The Big Sick with Kumail Nanjani. And um, that was a lot better. I mean, that was also based on Kumail's relationship with his wife. She was in a coma. But um, yeah, this is breezy. It moves well. It's only 86 minutes. <laughs> so, you know, it, it doesn't... I don't think it really drags. There's occasionally where you can kind of feel the improv taking over. Um, you know, where it kind of slackens the momentum a little bit. But, um, you know, it, it, it clicks when they have one-liners and, like, physical comedy. I kind of wish that this was almost like a pilot for a series. Mm -hmm. I feel like it just would have been much better as a series. I would see them again, maybe not necessarily playing these two characters, but just starring, like co-starring together in something. I Mm -hmm. just, I didn't really care about, you know, the, the murder plot. Like it's, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter, but it wasn't that engaging enough. And some of the situations they get into aren't that clever um, although I did like the idea rather than the payoff of, it was like this, this, um, secret orgy club that they get into. They have to go oh, into. Oh, yes. Yeah. The whole, like, Illuminati almost Yeah, type yeah, they even, they even say that. It yeah. reminded me a lot of Eyes Wide Shut, too. But, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. yeah, other than that, just, I don't know, some of the situations weren't, I don't think, that funny. Um... But yeah, they make a solid, solid match and, you know, for an hour and a half, you could do a lot worse. I just wish the script was, like, punchier. I think that's the thing lately. It's, yeah. like, great actors, great actresses, mm-hmm. really poor scripts. Like, the, even the directors and the producers and whatever, it's, like, it's all good. Like, the filmography, mm-hmm. but, like, mm-hmm. at the root of it, like, the scripts, like, come on. That's the thing about comedies lately, these contemporary studio comedies. Like, I think... They think just, like, the prospect of having funny people show up is enough and they don't really hmm. need a script. Like, they think just magic will materialize. <laughs> doesn't always work, but, um... How lazy of a writer. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's kind Why of Why are you putting that all on right, the right. talent? Just I mean, I get it. it. Like, you're paying right. for talent, but, like, right. they better be getting paid there, buku there bucks for the There needs to be improv. something on the page, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was, we'll wrap this up, but it's pretty telling that the two screenwriters, I don't think, have done much else. Did you hear Willie just Yeah, snooze? she's like, ugh. <laughs> she's like, oh my God, I'm so, are they still talking about the lovebirds? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I gave this a C plus in my review. Um, I would say if you like these two people, it's a flick. Personally, I would just say it's a flop just because it's watchable, but it's just kind of like a, it's a without whole lot talent, of whatever. It it's a whole been a lot, lot of whatever. Worse. Yeah. Would have been a lot worse without the talent. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the audiobook, what would you give this? I mean, I, I was unimpressed from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, it's going to be like one of those like crazy far-fetched whatever. It's almost like Pineapple Express. Oh, um, yeah. Just that yeah. level, yeah. I feel like. it's. There is a funny use of, um, or not really funny, but like an enjoyable way of um, incorporating the Katy Perry fireworks song. I kind of liked that bit. The soundtrack was great. Yeah. I was listening to yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah. okay so soundtrack great it's for me fu- it's funny since you were listening to the audio you got more out of the soundtrack than I did I did yeah <laughs> so I remember, yeah I because I was chiming in and I was like oh yeah. my god yeah I love that song because <laughs> I think there was at one point where they kept switching between songs or something oh interesting maybe yeah yeah anyway so, yeah so I'll wrap it saying, up yeah so yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Next. <laughs> no. That's a flop. <laughs> Don't leave. All right. So <laughs> stay our... with us. We have two more. <laughs> right. So um, the 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 sandwich, <laughs> the middle. Um, it's this movie called Inheritance. The um, vanilla cream. Right. Um, so this stars Lily Collins, daughter of Phil Collins. Love Phil Collins. Tarzan soundtrack. Yeah, of course. All the Disney yes. music. Yeah. He does a lot yeah, of Disney. It's true. Or did. Right. So she plays this Manhattan district attorney. Um, she she loses her father to a heart attack. He's this like not so saintly patriarch of this dynasty family. And at the reading of the will at their country manor, um, her brother, who's a congressman, receives twenty million, and she receives a measly one million. <laughs> oh my god! But um. You know, with that aside, she's privately handed this envelope with a key and a thumb drive, and it leads her to discover that her father has had this giant secret in the form of a man who's been held captive for like over 30 years in an underground bunker in the back of their manor, of their estate. So this man, played by Simon Pegg, of all people, he's he's the British comedy actor. Um, so he's kind of playing against type here. But, you know, he's very unkempt. He's shackled. He's been there for 30 years. All he wants is key lime pie. <laughs> but uh, the crux of it all is, you know, the woman, I guess I should say her name is Lauren. She doesn't know if she can trust this guy, you know, does did she really know her father, even though he wasn't much of a saint? So she's kind of stuck with this moral conundrum, like, should she keep him buried and protect her family, or should she let him go and potentially, you know, ruin Oh my god, her let him go. Name? She only got a million dollars. Right. So this 
this starts off very efficiently. Um, it it kind of gives you a sense of who this woman is and, um, you know, she's a ball buster in, in the courtroom and she's very good in front of the camera. She has this like professionalism, but she's she kind of has like her emotions bottled up because she's always had this pressure to be better to live than... up to the family exactly game. exactly and it's funny her father is actually played by patrick warburton who's always in this those sitcoms he has this deadpan uh delivery but um yeah he's kind of seen in flashbacks but he he dies off early due to a heart attack and um connie nielsen plays the widowed wife she doesn't really get much to do but um, I would say, so Lily Collins is quite good in this. Um, you know, she's kind of playing this privileged young woman, but um, I, I bought her even as a district attorney. Um, but I think the star of it really is Simon Pegg. And I think much of that has to do with this being, you know, against type for him. Like you always, you know, it's offbeat casting. He's usually the, the funny guy, but here he's kind of an unreliable, you don't know if he's an antagonist, a protagonist, or what. And so for a little bit, you're not really sure if we're supposed to trust him or if Lauren can trust him. And then eventually, no spoiler, he gets to be deliciously evil, and he really digs into that. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, this had me for a while. Um, it has an engaging hook, and then I think it tries to keep pulling the rug out from underneath us with, like, you know, plot twist revelation. And it, it's, like, two twists too many. And then it kind of has this, like, routine confrontation, you know, in the underground bunker, of course. Um, so, I don't know. It's it's slick. It's watchable. Um, it kind of reminded me of um, a lesser version of Parasite. Really? In a way. Just with, like... You know, having to do with the oh, well, upper class the family, family right, and right. the secrets they take to their grave and that sort of mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm. You know, and somebody being um, held captive and all of that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's another okay, whatever kind of movie. Middle of the road. Middle of the road. Um, I hate that. I know, but um, I like I would rather have a movie be really freaking good or really mm -hmm. freaking bad. Right, right, because then at your least you want to talk about it and everything. Mm -hmm. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it gets kind of preposterous, and I'm okay with that if it's not boring. And this doesn't necessarily get boring, but it just kind of I don't know. It um, it's just it's missing something. I I think less is more too. Um, so yeah. Was it's, this scheduled for release in theaters? Um, no, I think it was, it's one of those VOD this more of like movies, an indie? a video on release. It was supposed to play at Tribeca. Okay. Um, but of course, you know, that didn't happen. Um, so I think it was always going to be a VOD release. Okay. Um, so this is more of like yeah. a smaller... Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Vertical Entertainment is the distributor. They're kind of on the smaller... Um, more like boutique. Independent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, again... It's, oh bummer! I don't know. It's I like, like that boutique in too. the middle of a flick and a flop. I I can't really decide. Okay, so <laughs> maybe you guys can watch it and let us know what you think. Right, right. All right. We'll so... just remain indifferent on this one. Exactly. <laughs> and then you know, on that same just middle of the road okay streak, we have body cam. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you're gonna compare. The last one to this one, as far as rating wise, I don't know. I would say this one's a little bit yeah. more than middle of the road. All right. Well, 
let's. We'll... I mean, Mary J. Blige. I know, Come on, I know. like everybody so, knows Mary J. Blige right. as what? What Is were she... the two hits? What were we listening to oh earlier? Because we're like, wait a minute, Family Affair or something. I don't know. And um, shoot, she's Ugh. she's like the queen or the princess of hip hop or whatever. You want to call I would, her. yeah. She's like know. Alicia Keys, Queen Latifah, TLC. Right, yeah. right. Um, so I love the Yeah, fact Family Affair, Real Love, I think. Real Love. Yeah. yeah, people know her from Real Love. Right. So she's also an actress. She's She's been in some other movies, Mudbound, which I actually did not see. Um, but that was also a Netflix movie. Um, but so this is a cop procedural horror movie. Um so she, so Mary J. Blige plays a Louisiana, Louisiana police officer. She, um, she lost her son, I think, recently to a dry, a drowning accident, and she also was suspended from, um, you know, she's coming back job for striking yeah. a civilian, and so she's she's back on active duty, and she's part she's partnered up with a rookie. Uh, played by Nat Wolf, and um, you know, not too late into their pat- patrolling of the night, they come across a stranded police cruiser, and she ends up watching alone the dash cam footage of her other former partner pulling over a woman in a van without any plates, and then he's mysteriously pulled into the sky, and like his body like crash lands onto the police cruiser. And so once the officer's body actually turns up, you know, it's eviscerated, she realized that she needs to get to the bottom of these string of police killings that could be connected to a senseless crime. And so this is kind of a... So this is a horror movie that wants to be about something bigger than just, you know, blood, gore, scares. And I appreciate that. But I think the intentions and the final execution are just too, you know, vastly different. Like, I admire what it wants to do, but I don't think it quite gets there. It has so much potential. It does. So much potential. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, so it has a supernatural element to it, and I think it gets kind of cornball and heavy-handed. I think it was corny from the beginning. So... Like, I, I disagree. I thought it got off to a creepy start because we like, see... Like, okay, with the dash cam, like, right. now you and can't see it anymore. And, and like, she just saw too. it. That's never really used, I think, to its, like, utmost potential. But, um... And then there's also that sequence where her and Nat Wolf, you know, go through that that house. And there there's... You keep seeing, um... The shadow. You know, the flashlight, the shadow. That was kind of tense. The darkness. Yeah. And then there's also something in a convenience store, which... I thought was suspenseful. That was a great scene. Yeah. But then the rest of the time, it mostly relies on like flickering lights and <laughs> shadows. And... Yeah. I mean, it starts with the flickering lights because yeah. the, the darkness is coming. And yeah. yeah. And then once I started to think about, you know, what this was really trying to be about, it kind of got me wondering, like, I felt like added, like, you know, tacking on this supernatural element, it kind of like undercuts maybe even cheapens the whole, like, police brutality racial theme. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I don't... I, I don't want to get political, but it's just... Um, to me, I don't think that it was about that. 
No? No, I think it was more so about the message of karma. And that was... I mean, the darkness was more so the collective karma. Um, you know, catching up to you at some point. I, I don't necessarily I don't know. know if it was about police brutality mm. as much as some people want to read into that. Like, I know it's there for us the to be able to talk there. about. It's definitely yeah. there. Um, when it's also a female cop. Right, right. Um, so it's a whole bunch. I mean, it's, it's female, it's minority, I mean, it's I think police. it definitely wants to be socially relevant, topical, you know, whatever, timely. And I just don't it, think it, it wants to be controversial. There. Yeah. Yeah, in a way. Because people talk about it just that. just doesn't quite get there. Um, what did you think of Mary J. Blige? I thought she was great. Loved her. Hated yeah. um, what she had to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She gives it her all, but she's stuck with a lot of, like, not so great dialogue. At the beginning. Like, I'm so surprised that at the beginning, as all the cops were, you know, shooting the shit, whatever, in the parking lot, garage, whatever that was. Oh, yeah. Just the conversation that they were having, it was so fake. Stilted, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like even at one point, I feel like Mary J or Mary, does she go by Mary J or Mary? I don't know. Right? I need to know. I have to ask her. But Blige, um, she seems like she's struggling to have this small talk. Um, it was weird. I mean, that might have something to do with her backstory, too, like, first time being back. But, um, yeah, I don't know, some of the dialogue, like, especially the dialogue with her husband, who isn't much of a character, but... um, Yeah, that was weird, too. uh, Yeah, like, she says, something terrible happened, and I have to find out why. Like, (laughs) that's just not a... That's just... I don't think anybody could deliver that well. I think that's just really bad dialogue. Yeah. Plus the protocols. I mean, it's... It just seems like um, the writer was out of touch with yeah yeah how things work i I did yeah i questioned some of the motivations like even after she she sees when she's with nat wolf and you know they're doing the snooping around and with the flash she doesn't say anything to him say anything to him and i mean she had to smash her freaking hand through the glass as that shadow was coming towards her and she's not bleeding or anything doesn't talk about it i mean maybe she's wearing a glove and we didn't see it i don't know but um yeah, again, this is a lot of okay. I don't know. It's It wanted to be something more, and I appreciate that, but I just don't think it was entirely successful. I think it was successful in the fact that if we're taking a look at the three that we have this week. Um... <laughs> so, of the three, I would say the love... I would watch the Lovebirds again. Yeah? Like, if I had to. Okay. Um... Just because it was, like, painless and, <laughs> yeah, enjoyable enough. See, I would go, um... Body cam? I would go body cam, yeah. yeah. And then Inheritance and Lovebirds, no. <laughs> I just... No. Yeah. So, um... Give me an original. Right, right. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's... Those are the three. Those are the three, so I don't Some even know if, if they're flicks, flops. We don't even know this week, I guess. Yeah, they're kind of flicky, kind of floppy. They're just kind of middle of the road. Gray area. Um, so Watch body cam. If you want. If it's free. I don't even think it's it's only available to buy digitally right now. And then June, to buy? And then, yeah, for nobody's, like nobody's bucks. paying $16, $15 right, bucks no, no, for no, no, that. No, 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 yeah. And if you no. are, Why? Yeah, and then June 2nd, it's available for rent. <laughs> Just get a fire stick and figure it out. That too. Figure it out. 
Um, so next week or this coming week, whatever, uh, we have The High Note, which I already watched. And you kind of watched it. The High Note, remind me. Um, with Dakota Johnson, the music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, can't talk about it yet. And then another movie, which I have a screener for, but haven't watched it yet, called The Vast of Night. That's an Amazon original. It's kind of like a sci-fi. So, yeah. Sounds fun. So, yeah. Those two. Just two this week? <laughs> Just two. I mean, maybe, I've, I keep saying this, maybe I'll catch up with something on Netflix. When does Scream and... 5 come out? Oh, my God. I wish it came out tomorrow. Um... They're they have I mean they obviously haven't even shot it yet. I don't even know. If oh, a they script. did it. Oh God, no, no. Oh wow, they're, they're really talking like, about this. They're still in like pre-production. Yeah. How long they're do you think it'll take them to shoot it? Because if they're just now talking about it, like I hate that. Don't yeah. talk about it like too far in advance because then I'm gonna get mad and I don't even right. watch it. Then. I know. What if it is? I'm really like excited the though. Tale. Right. I am excited for Scream 5, the prospect of it, because it is from... I mean, they're bringing back the old gang, at least Nev Campbell, I think, is attached, and then David Arquette. Well, there's talks w. about Dewey. them pretending like the one didn't even happen. Well, retconning. Yeah, they might be taking a page out of the Halloween reboot with Jamie Lee Curtis, where they, you know, erased the previous sequels. But no, I hope they don't go that route. But I'm excited, because not only are they bringing back the old gang, but they're gonna have you know Wes Craven's no longer with us so they have um radio silence this filmmaking duo they did ready or not mm. which I really enjoyed yeah you liked that yeah I've heard you say that yeah, yeah. and you watched it yes yes I think you yeah that was good yeah, yeah yeah so yeah whenever that comes out we will talk about it <laughs> well you know you'll always hear it first here right <laughs> <laughs> Let us know uh, what you want us to watch too. If um if we were to have a throwback. Yeah, an oldie but a goodie or maybe a baddie, I don't know. Whatever. We'll watch it. You'll have to let us know. Yeah. You demand it, we'll watch it. Until next time for the twentieth episode of yes. Flicker Flop. Love you lots. Bye guys. Mm-hmm.